Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we explain how Musk's tweet from 2018 about taking Tesla private almost came back to haunt him. Tesla's techno king. Yes, that's Musk's official title since 2021, and it has a cult following. If he tweets that a particular cryptocurrency is the future of money, people buy it. If he says that everyone should buy a meme stock, they will. He has a massive sway over these people. And when you're someone who runs multiple companies, Tesla, SpaceX, Twitter, you have to be a tad bit careful about what you say, especially when you're tweeting stuff about the company's future plans. You have to run it through compliance. You have to make sure you're not revealing anything you're not supposed to. because there are certain rules in place to ensure how information can be made public and importantly you can't piss off the regulators they'll come after you and on 7th august 2018 musk really upset the securities and exchange commission or the sec in the us what happened you ask he tweeted that he was considering taking tesla private at 420 dollars funding secured and within and within hours the stock price jumped by over 6% See when a public company announces that it's going private it needs to buy back shares from the public but why will a public investor simply give up their shares they're in it to make money right so the company has to sweeten the deal it says it'll pay a premium to the investors give them some extra cash for their troubles and musk's price of 420 dollars was at a 20% premium to tesla's then share price so investors rushed to buy shares they thought the price would go up to 420 dollars But guess what? The deal never happened and the stock went down instead. People who believed Musk and bought shares were deceived. They lost money. So the SEC sued him and investors in Tesla also sued him. One allegation was that Musk's tweet were reckless. Now here's the thing. Musk did not get out of bed on 7th August and simply think, "Hey, let me take Tesla private. I'll tweet about it." He actually sent an email to Tesla's board a week before that. His subject line was offer to take Tesla private at $420, which means he would probably spent at least a week with the idea floating in his head. But CEOs don't really tweet about a deal unless it's 100% certain that it's in the bag, probably only after all parties sign on a dotted line. Otherwise, people might think that you're intentionally trying to mislead investors. Or well, Let's say that CEOs don't tweet till their company's investor relations or communication team first puts out a press release. But Musk said funding secured based on a conversation he had with a Saudi Arabian fund. Just a verbal one. There was nothing in writing. There wasn't any confirmation that they were really interested. Nothing. It was just wishful thinking that because he's Musk, he can get the money. And it's not us saying that. Musk pretty much said that in court. I'm Musk. People will give me money. Also, when the board asked Musk to clarify certain bits about taking Tesla private, he didn't really do it. He just went along with his tweet. So yes, when a judge looked into the matter a few months ago, he was appalled. He said Musk was extremely reckless. But there was still one matter left. See, some of Tesla's investors were still calling the tweet a fraud. This basically translates to. did musk tweet run the price up collapse it by saying oops no deal and then jump in to buy shares for himself at a lower price did he have any bad intentions so the matter went to trial not in front of a judge but before a jury 
Now, a jury in the US is just a hodgepodge of regular folks like you and me. They don't have legal or financial expertise, but they listen to what the lawyers argue and then pass their own judgment. The jury listened to what the lawyers said, talked among themselves for two hours, came back and said, no, Musk wasn't being malicious. Maybe it was a bad tweet, but he didn't mean to hurt the investors. Essentially, they gave Musk a clean shit. But here's the thing. As we mentioned, the jury isn't really made up of financial experts. What if they miss something? And we're not disrespecting their intellect in any way. We say this because of what one jury member said after the trial and we quote, The case was hard to sometimes understand in layman's terms. I don't understand stocks. I don't invest in options. Unquote. So what if Musk wasn't out to hurt your regular mom and pop retail investors? What if he had another target, the short sellers? For the uninitiated, these are the folks who make money when the price of a stock falls in value. They borrow a stock from someone and sell it at say $100. When the price falls, they buy it back at say $70 and return the stock to the original investor. The short seller makes a neat profit. Now Tesla has been attacked by short sellers time and time again. Many of them, including some big names, believe that Tesla is just hot air. So naturally, Musk hates short sellers and he wants short sellers to be banned. He even tweeted saying that there would be a short burn of the century. This was in May 2018, mind you, just a couple of months before his Tesla's going private tweet. And maybe Musk really wanted to stick it to the short sellers, drive the price up and hurt them real bad. So if the real target were the short sellers, you could argue that the whole thing was a bit dubious, especially when the deal wasn't final. And apparently it cost short sellers a whopping $1.3 billion when the price initially shot up. That was a temporary thing though. We don't know how much they actually ended up losing. But still, it seems like the investors' lawyers couldn't prove any of this. They couldn't convince the jury. And that's the end of the matter for now. Musk is free. And maybe this is the vindication Musk needed to continue tweeting his mind. Will his tweets get crazier in the future? We don't know. But the SEC will surely be waiting for him to slip up. Thank you for listening to today's episode. FinShots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.